0: Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Sunday, January 18th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo, rising adult star, Jay Smooth. Welcome to the show, Jay. Hello. Welcome, everybody. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year to all of you. Thank you very much. I'm doing great. You're welcome, and, and then that's good to hear, man. Uh, you've certainly been having a, a great start-up to your career. I mean, you've been doing a lot of work, uh, popping up on different websites, so I'm really excited to get the chance to pick your brain about uh, what this experience has been like so far for you.
1: Well, it's been a very interesting experience,
0: yes. Actually, in this very brief period of time, as for
1: many um, adult uh, uh, workers, uh, we... Um, usually you know the people work for years and here's gonna be my second anniversary just coming february of 2015 i've actually done a lot of different productions it was a very difficult time because we were uh, i I jumped into this industry in a difficult times because of moratoriums because of the problems with the law here in southern california and and a lot of issues that were very very negatively impacting the whole industry although Somehow I managed to uh, navigate through those obstacles and here I am, you know, so uh, it's been a
0: very, very interesting
1: experience for sure.
0: Absolutely. I'm really excited to get the to, the chance to chat with you about it. So uh, before we jump into getting into that, I want to get some of your stats out of the way because I'm sure the majority of the listeners and your fans out there, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. You know, the only representation that they see of you is from pictures or from the scenes that they're watching on their TV, computer, mobile devices. So let's get to know some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight?
1: I am uh, uh, almost six three uh, uh, in height, and weight is approximately two hundred pounds, between two hundred and two hundred five.
0: Okay, what's your zodiac sign? I'm Pisces.
1: I was born in March.
0: Okay, cool. And uh, what's your ethnicity? Caucasian. Obviously, there's an accent from where? I I was born and raised in Poland. Okay, awesome.
1: So, yeah. I've been in the United States for about six and a half years so far. Okay. And I made it my home.
0: So, Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, my home, yeah. right? Now. Very cool. And how old are you?
1: I'm 28 years old currently.
0: Okay, about to be 29.
1: Yeah, yeah. This year I'm going to turn 29.
0: Yeah. Time awesome. flies. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, before we get to know a bit about you as a performer, I want to get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. So you mentioned where you're originally from, Poland. Can you tell us a little bit about what life was like for you growing up? Tell us a bit about Jay Smooth as a kid, as a teenager.
1: Jay Smooth before he became Jay Smooth, right? Um, uh, yeah, it was you know I was born still in the 80s, so that were that was socialist, communist times back in Poland. I I, I remember briefly the transformation uh, uh, when Poland turned to be a free market economy. I was a very little kid at the time, and I noticed the first McDonald's restaurants, commercials on TV. I remember I was growing up, so definitely a completely different upbringing than to many of uh, you know my fellow fans from all over the place, especially here in the United States. And, uh, then I got involved in, um, in, uh, a professional sport. So I used to play soccer professionally for many years. And, um, uh, long story short, I got injured at a certain point at a very young age in my career. And, uh, and that's how I got into modeling. Uh, and, and that brought me to, to Southern California, long story short. So pretty much, uh, you know, done a lot of different things before, uh, jumping into the adult industry.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Very interesting. So, was there at all uh, a uh, language barrier when you came to the United States? Had you already been learning English? Was that a a difficult transition for you from coming from Poland to the United States?
1: Um, I always... I always loved English as a language. I always uh, wanted to learn it. My mom, my mom's biggest passion was to speak English fluently. I think she kind of passed that passion to, to me. So I kind of, uh, when I was growing up in Poland, I, I, I watched a lot of uh, television channels and, and shows and music in English, listened to a lot of music in English. So that, that was part of my life. So I was growing up with this language and I was trying to become better and better, traveled, use it as much as possible. So before I came to the United States I had a, a knowledge of English already. Um, obviously the accent betrays me. I had a connection mostly with British English at that time but um, yeah but yeah so so I, there wasn't something completely new to me of course you know it, it, it's always improving and improving but it, but I was I could say that I was fluent in English before
0: before I came here to the United States. Okay, that's awesome. Very cool. So what were you doing with your life prior to entering the adult industry?
1: Um, prior to uh, joining the adult industry, I used to do a lot of mainstream uh, modeling and, and, and commercial gigs. Uh, um, working in modeling was always something that uh, I never thought I'm going to be doing. My ex-ex-girlfriend from a long, long time before kind of introduced me to one agent back in Europe, and I I just took off and and, and, and started working in this business. But I I always had this very, very strong sexual part of mine that I like to um, uh, share with people. And and, and I was a very open-minded person since I was very young, which was really difficult for me to to be myself back in a very conservative society, as Mm -hmm. Poland as a country was. So I think that all all those factors combined together led me to make a decision at a certain point when I was ready mentally to jump into this industry and and see how it goes. And um, that's pretty much it. You know, I used to I, I used to live a totally normal life like anybody else, having a, an office job for a little bit, you know, doing a little different gigs and uh, uh, going to school, uh, studying, and then and yeah, and and then getting uh, education and everything everything seemed to be very normal from outside, but deep inside of me it wasn't something really fulfilling and and, and I wanted to explore a different path. So that kind of led me to to try myself in this industry.
0: Okay, interesting. So as you said uh, at the start of the interview, you've been in the game for almost two years, you're almost celebrating your two year anniversary, congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. I so survived. You <laughs> did, which is a good thing. So, can you take us back two years and share mm-hmm. with the listeners your story about how you got into the business? Because you were doing stuff on the mainstream side. You were doing, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, modeling and uh, commercial gigs and, and things of that mm-hmm. nature. How did you transition from a more mainstream entertainment-focused career into an adult mm-hmm. industry-focused career? Um. At a certain point
1: uh, of my life, I met somebody uh, uh, on my way uh, back home from work on uh, the subway uh, here back in Los Angeles. And that time, that girl wanted to date me. Long story short, she introduced me. Uh, she basically uh, wanted to date me. Then I figured out that she is uh, an, adult, an adult star. She's no longer in the business. I'm not going to mention her name, but what I wanted to, to use that example is something that she was the one that kind of introduced me to to the first agent in this business that I could introduce to. But it didn't really work out. I was always thinking of you know, making that decision to try myself in the industry, but I wasn't ready mentally at that point. Then fast forward probably a year after that that that, that situation, um, uh, I was approached by some people. I was approached by certain people throughout that time here in Los Angeles. If I was interested in this industry, I was considering a lot of gigs. Uh, and then finally, I, I said to myself that I tried myself in a very amateur college scene and that pr- pretty much started the whole, the whole thing. Uh, that was my first scene and, uh, and, and then I got introduced to a different agency and the different agencies started to send me to a different different forms of gigs. And, and that was a, I was thrown into the deep water right away, mm-hmm. which was very challenging. But that's how kind of it started.
0: Okay. And so, was porn something that you had thought of in the past as something you wanted to try? I know that you said that basically because of uh, where you were living in Poland, that expressing, um, you know, your sexuality and, and maybe some of the, the naughtier, kinkier sides of your sexuality was something that wasn't necessarily encouraged because it's a, it's a very conservative country. So back in poland was that an all an idea of something you wanted to try or was that idea something that you thought of here or or really was it just you know because of who you had met was that the reason that you were like let me give this a shot
1: you know everything. All those, all those three, all those three things that you mentioned had an influence on in my decision. First of all, I I, I grew up watching a lot of porn myself and my friends as well back in Poland because it's a big thing. Although people are doing it behind closed doors and nobody really wants to admit that, like in many other societies from the world. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing, the people who are in Poland are very sexual, although they do not like to uh, show off their sexuality too much, especially in their home country. Whatever they go for a vacation or somewhere, it's a different story. But there are very traditional uh, values in that society where, you know, man has to be the, 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 the strong person and the wife should be at home and Things like that. All the behind closed doors, those people are acting completely different. And uh, and I never really, I was never a religious person in my life. I never had a problem with with being true to myself. Although I I had to, I had to um, cover everything that was very inappropriate in the sense of you know that traditional society. To kind of uh, maneuver myself through through the whole system and, and society and, and, and leave in the society, but I wasn't really comfortable with that. So that idea about exploring that path and just sharing that path with with, with people was always in me. It's just that the all those things had to be aligned in the time and the maturity and everything all aligned in a good environment to just need to make that decision finally. And <laughs> something you know, I. I believe in destiny in certain ways. I think that, that you know, uh, what it's meant to be is meant to be. And, and I came here and, and, yeah, and, and finally I could, I could do what
0: I really wanted to do. Nice. I like the sound of that. It's a great answer, man. Great answer. Just honest. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm appreciating the, the honesty and, and uh, the candor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. A name in the adult industry is very important. At least I think so. You know, you got to pick the right name, you got to pick a name that's catchy, a name that people can associate with you. So, how did you come up with your porn name? Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, there is not so much philosophy behind that. I was thinking that because uh, I'm Polish and obviously Polish names and my real name is very difficult to pronounce, so could it be anything closer to that? So Jay seems to be a very very easy and catchy name. First name. In terms of this, the last name, smooth. I, I I usually I feel like a smooth person. You know, I'm I'm, I'm clean shaven. um my body is kind of a smooth type. I I talk a certain way, and it just came to me. I I didn't really put too much effort with trying to research what name should I should I pick. I wasn't even thinking that seriously at the very beginning about that this name will will get me somewhere. You know, because obviously that was a ride, and I didn't know where, where, you know, what station I'm gonna, I'm gonna exit that train. So the train is still going right now. So you know, pretty much that, that, that's that's the story.
0: Okay, cool. What was your first day like on an official porn set? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Scared? Uh, share with us what was going on in your mind the first day that you did a hardcore scene.
1: The first day, actually, the first thing that I did was this amateur scene, but that was obviously recorded by a studio that was an official studio. I was I was very nervous, although I was excited. I I knew that I wanted to do this, and and I um. But I, I at certain point I wasn't thinking like maybe I'm not ready. You know, it's like there's you don't really believe in yourself that much at that point, I and mean, especially in my case, so I was like concerned maybe something goes wrong and. Yeah, and you know, then it took me uh, uh, some time to just adopt to to to, to the way it's being shot because I've never ever uh, had a chance and opportunity to be on on set before, and I didn't know anything about this industry really from from the inside. I I haven't made my thorough research. It was very spontaneous. And that's why I had to learn very quickly. And sometimes those learning experiences were pretty tough. But, you know, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think that's uh, the best sentence that I can use throughout my, my journey here in this industry.
0: Okay, interesting. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes?
1: Um... You know, it's a, it, it, At the very beginning, it, it was always a challenge because uh, it, it. You know, we are not we are not robots. We are just human beings that might have better and worse days. We have to face the challenges, especially as male performers, uh, to uh, perform in, in certain situations, which are, to say the least, not the most comfortable. And there is a pressure of the crew, and the whole pressure is actually accumulated on the male talent, not the versus the female talent in this industry. So. Of course, the girls would look pretty. They are the stars of the industry. But without guys, this industry will not go anywhere. So, uh, obviously, the pressure and the facing the challenge was was a big was a big thing. I'm a person that really enjoys challenges. So, for to me, it was like I'm gonna fulfill my uh, my uh, sexual fantasies, uh, share it with with my fans, with people, uh, and see how it's gonna be looked at and whether mm-hmm. people would appreciate it or not. The, the honest critique. And, and that's the part of it that I really like to do that, and 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 I feel I feel very good um, in front of uh, in front of the camera. So I, I feel I feel comfortable. I feel you know whenever I, I reach the, the the level that I can have privacy with my partner on set or partners if there is multiple people involved in the scene, it's pretty much I don't really anything outside of it you know we are so focused on, on what we're doing and we can let it go and, and this is a very cathartic experience as well when the job is well done and everybody's happy at the very end it's something that, that really really is uh, it really is, is, is something that makes me feel very good about myself
0: awesome good to hear man what mm-hmm. turns you on the most and what turns you off the most while on set what turns me on the most? I think that uh, um,
1: obviously there is, has to be physical attraction be- between my partner and me. So uh, if if I find this physical attraction, that's great. But what is even more important is the fact that my the partner that I'm working with has the personality that, that clicks with me. So somebody who really likes what, what she does, a person that is enjoying the job, that is a, that likes the, the and understand the idea of teamwork because we're a team. We we both have to put our best to create as, as good as best content and content as possible. So sometimes even if the physicality is not there at the level that, that really turns me on, if the personality is there and it's 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 a great vibe, I always find things in a, a woman's body that turns me on. You know, I have a foot fetish, for example. Obviously, the face, the, the proportions of the body. But if, if there are other things are not working, I try to you know get stimulated by feet, maybe a dirty language, maybe something that is um, you, know, you know. There's always a part of the body, maybe nice booty, maybe nice boobs. There's so many things that you can focus your attention on and and I can be stimulating. You just have to train your brain and kind of focus on that. If, if things are not going that easy as, as expected, mm-hmm. what turns? And then you ask me what turns me off. Um, definitely a bad attitude. You know, lack of hygiene. You know, because you know the, of, I, I will be very honest. You know, we are in the same boat with everybody else. So the health concern and hygiene is is, the, is, is paramount. You know, we have to take care of ourselves. Uh, other people have to take about themselves because we are in the same boat you know we are this is a very intimate situation we have to trust each other um, so so those those the, these are the two primary things if somebody is like doesn't smell well uh, it's not the cleanest and stuff like that that's definitely a big turnoff and a the personality issue there is like too much of a diva or somebody who is really really um not a team player and, and self centered too much. It's it, it's a turn off that definitely.
0: What I want to talk about right now is uh, the difference between how porn is shot here in the U.S. versus Europe, because you actually, even though you're European, you (laughs) did not start shooting porn until you were here in the States, but since then, you've had the chance to shoot porn in Europe as Mm -hmm. well. So my question for you is, do you at all notice a difference in the type of uh, sex that's being shot here in the U.S. versus across the pond?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. There is a difference in uh, certain different dimensions, I would say. First of all, the, everything in the United States, whatever business we're going to take take a look at, it's being done very efficiently and very fast. Versus in Europe, it's the, the production company it always takes way more time. It's more, it's a, the environment is less stressful because there is not that much time pressure, people taking their time. Uh, sometimes it's, it's a shocking experience for me at first, it was. When, when I realized that I was so long and sad and everybody's taking their time on my first shoot back there. But then I then I realized that, you know, a lot of people also back in Europe, especially the companies that, that I work for, pay a lot of attention to details and try to create a, a very, very good product versus a lot of production companies in the United States, unfortunately. Not, not, every, not every production company, but a lot of those that I've also uh, worked for, they just... It's it's a very fast-paced environment. In and out, in and out. It's like let's shoot as much as possible. Also depends on the genre because I tend to work a lot in glamcore in a in a more romantic scenarios, which are taking more time and and trying to depict people having sex in a very pretty light versus the very very typical goals of hardcore stereotypical porn, which yeah, is also like the Gonzo so style. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So so. Um, that's my experience from my perspective. Of course, many people will probably answer that question a little bit differently, but but yeah, definitely way slower in Europe than the United States. Um, way uh, you know the the industry is not that big in terms of the budgets and everything that is accumulated. Also, a lot of uh, these days, pretty much a lot of uh, American production companies also try to shoot in Europe to shoot for different locations, different talent. So. Uh, yeah yeah these were the first things that came to the you know to, to the shopping especially the pacing and uh and, uh, and definitely a less pressure uh, uh over there on the other hand i think that vast majority of the best talent uh on, especially on the female side uh it can be found here in the united states because a lot of those women girls are really into that uh, work and they are into creating it versus a lot of talent back in Europe um, treats this as a work, as a job, but don't really put too much attention to details in terms of like creating a name or a brand of like yourself, branding yourself. I'm not saying everybody's like this, absolutely, but uh, that's what I noticed also uh, from my experiences.
0: Okay. I like that answer. Right now, I want to break down a porn scene with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, badge, or anal? You know, it's it's a difficult question.
1: (laughs) Because this question, to be honest, really honestly depends on who I'm working with. If uh, somebody is really, really uh, uh, good with giving oral, I mean, that can be a wonderful part of the scene. I like to give oral myself. Uh, also, what stimulates me a lot is I know sex as well. I like dirty things in sex, which is considered I know sex is considered kind of a dirty part of that. In, you know, sex. Not everybody's into that. And yeah, uh, it really depends on on the chemistry and, and part and 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 the established vibe between people working. You know, all of those things uh, can be can turn me on and, and can be the, the the really the the best part of the thing. So it's. it's I couldn't,
0: I, I'm not able to answer it, like, right away just because, so, you know, it really depends. Okay, I'll take that answer. A, a follow-up to, to what you just said, I mean, I think it's very evident for anyone that's seen your scenes that, that you really enjoy eating pussy. So, my question mm-hmm. for you is, are you at all selective as to whose pussy you eat? You know, do you, do you run a... I don't know do you do it all uh do a uh, quote unquote inspection to make sure everything's good down there before you go downtown? is is I guess what I'm trying to say
1: <laughs> yeah we we tend to we tend to uh uh talk before the scene but people especially that if we don't know each other we've never worked with each other we tend to have a little conversation about you know um are there any issues that I should be aware of or whatever happens, love of life? If there's anything, you know, we can look at each other before the scene. There are also things like that happen. I usually um, had good experiences on set with girls that I worked with. You know, they were taking care of themselves and, and they were into their work. And and definitely if I let myself go, I just I just like to please, uh, um, you know, it's the, this is a mutual you know, relationship on set. I look at, at at this adult industry from a little different perspective than a lot of males, I think, because I think that um, you have to try to understand a woman. You have to understand how to deal with her. You know, she's not an object that that, that you just, you know, fuck, have sex with, and that's it. You have to prepare her for that you know the more you dedicate the time and attention to her the the better she'll be prepared for the whole thing which will also turn out to be a better vibe between people so i try to pay attention to those details and don't be a selfish male talent that just takes advantage of, of, of girls that he's working with and this is pr- pretty much the reason why i like to do that and i like it i like sex personally so you know there's, there is there are a lot of things that i enjoy having when i'm having sex Which is also giving a receiving oral.
0: Very cool. What's your favorite sexual position in a scene, and does that at all differ from your favorite position outside of the set? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, My favorite position uh, on set. Is the position that that actually depicts the girl in the best light, I think, and also it's it's a very typical porn position. It's called the reverse cowgirl when the girl is on top of the male mm-hmm. and is facing the camera. I think this is a this is a very very sexy position. Although in real life, it's not a position that that is practiced by a lot of people, and and of course having sex outside of the the, the adult set. It's a little bit different because you know you're enjoying yourself. You don't you don't care about openings, about angles, about how to show certain things. Somebody wise told me in this industry in the uh, uh, last month or so that if you're on set and you're, um, you are know, feeling too comfortable having sex in certain positions, it probably doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. And I totally understand it after this experience. That a lot of those positions that look great for cameras and and and, and I are really really uh, well depicted are those that are not, not the most comfortable ones. So definitely, yeah. there is a big difference between set and, and real life. Um, I think what I have to like follow up on this answer as well is. It also the position also depends on the on the uh, person that I'm having sex with because everybody has a little bit different anatomy and sometimes you discover things throughout having sex with 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 your partner that there are certain positions that actually uh, stimulates you more than you would expect so it also depends and everybody is different and and I will lead it uh, you know as an experimentation on set or you know uh, to see what what is really what is really happening but My first answer is reverse color. Definitely the most stimulating position for me as well.
0: Okay, and in your personal life outside of the sets? Um, Personal life, I would say that um, uh,
1: missionary, pretty standard position. I think it it, it enables me to have a contact with uh, with, with my sexual partner. It enables me to be more dominant because I'm a dominant uh, person having sex. I don't really like to be submissive. And um, and yeah, it's, it's 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 just you know I, I like the eye contact, I like touching, I like kissing, I like you know all those things that are that are, that are surrounding the sex as a just purely fucking. Uh, there's so many things that you can add to it to spice it up to make it better.
0: And of course. We all know how a scene ends. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load?
1: <laughs> I you know, I always was into facials. I like to see that when when a girl is, is asking for a load on her face and mm. she has a you very like to pretty make a face. Yes, yes, you know, to be honest with you, yeah, definitely. That's just the, you know, I like to have that, that opportunity to look straight in her eyes when she's asking for that load and the load is coming and she's enjoying it and and some of the girls are really genuinely enjoying it. So so this is just a really, really uh, a nice feeling at the very end of the
0: scene. Okay. Just watch out for the eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: For those out there that are listening right now, let's say that there are some people tuning in that have never seen a scene of yours. For those, mm-hmm. how would you describe your fuck style?
1: I would describe my folk style and generally the scenes that I try to create as a combination of passion, aggression, rough um, uh, sex. There is a balance of things that are happening in the scene. The scene my start very romantically slowly can turn into uh, way rougher than slowing down. So it's a very... Uh, there are a lot of varieties coming through the scene in terms of the motion, in terms of the the speed. Definitely, uh, I think that I'm a passionate person and I always try to bring myself to the scene. So, I feel the best in scenes where I can be passionate, where I can have a a lot of this romantic, sexual um, um, interaction with my partners.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with so far? Uh,
1: my favorite performer so far, definitely. Uh, I have had a couple scenes with Scarlet Red, which I actually worked uh, very recently again with. Um, with Layla Sin, that is, it's an amazing performer. Uh, Adrian Fox, she's in the business for not that long, but you know, had a great, great time with her as well. Um, you know, there there are probably a lot of names that I could name because you know, uh, um, all in all. Probably more than a half of of my scenes uh, you know where were things that I that I was enjoying. Um, there are some performers, some girls that I work with that are no longer in the business, for example, so uh, you know there is a big turnaround, a lot of girls coming in coming out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so yeah, I mean Chanel Preston is, 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 I mean it was skin diamond, you know had a great thing with her as well. Uh, yeah, to name a few. I'm sorry that I'm naming, not naming everybody, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really difficult
0: because, you know, those the, the names are, are just, you know, getting to my head right away. Absolutely. Who have you not worked with that you would love to do a scene with in the future? Who's on your mm-hmm. must-do list?
1: I must do this. I I I think that I the first the first person that comes to my head is Veronica Rodriguez. It's like uh, the Latina mm-hmm. from, from South Florida. I have never worked with her, and uh, and I would really like to. I think that we would be, we will create a very good scene. I I personally I'm into petite girls. I don't like really working with with you know girls that are uh, bigger sizes. So this is like this is this is also my preference. And uh and, and th- she is yeah, she's one of those that I would like to have uh scene with. Probably Nicole Aniston, I've never worked with her. We did uh a, a promo video for for penthouse thing, but we've never really uh worked on on uh, on an important thing together. So these are definitely two girls that, that I would like to uh have a scene with.
0: And <laughs> yeah. I, I have never worked with before. Good choices. Certainly good choices. Since you're still, I don't want to say you're fresh new in the business, but you're still, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only two years. So you're still certainly someone that would be considered a newbie in the porn game. And especially since you mentioned that because of the moratoriums and whatnot, uh, you know, you haven't necessarily been working two full years in the business. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is, are there any people in the industry. Now, this could be performers, this could be directors, any individuals in the industry that you look up to, that you see as an inspiration uh, for you, you know, to, you know, bring out the best mm-hmm. that you can in your scenes.
1: Um, I, of course there are. And 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 I had uh, an opportunity to meet some of them and working with them on, on, on certain themes, you know, I, I admire and I admire them and I admire the way they perform and how they are able to perform and in, in certain circumstances. there's uh, definitely Eric Eberhardt, for example, to me, uh, a person that that definitely inspires me. I had a chance to work with him. I think Connie Rebus is a person that has this personality and 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 brings uh, you know good quality um, product and and content, and he's really, really well and set. I work with John Strong, who is also a veteran in this industry. Uh, a person that is very reliable, very very nice personality. Uh, I like him personally very well. And um, uh, I, those are those I would say veterans, the people that, that that have been in this industry for a very very long time. And and I could really learn from them a lot. But I also respect a lot of different performers that I that I work with or I know personally that are not that long in the business. And I try to learn from everybody. I try to, you know, we exchange some ideas. We, 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 we talk about certain things. And, and, and yes, and, and I'm always keeping my mind open. And I know there is so much to improve, but that's the process. You know, I'm trying to enjoy the process and, and very critical in terms of myself. So I'm, I'm not like overly happy about anything. I always try to look for something that can improve and be better. And, and, and I'm working on this on a daily basis.
0: I like that. Do you watch your own scenes or films? Is that something that you try to do? Or do you try to stay away from watching the productions that you've been in?
1: Um, yes and no. I mean, mostly I do for, for the reason that I want to see how it turned out to be. And I'm always looking forward to see those scenes that I felt that went well or people were happy and we got a good chemistry. Sometimes, unfortunately, there are scenes that are being released that I knew right away that are not going to be a successful scene. And I just sometimes look at them uh, with a critical eye and try to see, okay, what went wrong. And 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 you know, and, and that kind of reminds me of, of that time when, you know, some things went wrong and it didn't work out the way, the way we all wanted to. But. Uh, yeah, this is what I this is what I try to do. I try to do it from a like a more professional perspective and see, you know, um, if this is really what I wanted to do in that scene and that it's really shown or not. You know. So I try to look at it as uh, you know, with a lot of criticisms and, and, and you know. But then at the end of the day the, the the fans or people that are watching the scenes, they you know, they sometimes write comments. I, I always appreciate any comments, whether they're positive or negative. And sometimes with the things that I was very very disappointed with, there were positive comments and feedback too, which which always gives you a you know a little bit of a better feeling about something that you've done.
0: Absolutely. You mentioned at the start of the interview, or I should say not maybe not the start, but somewhere earlier in the interview, that uh, you were a fan of porn back home mm-hmm. in Poland. So my question for you is, how old were you when you saw? the first porn film that you ever saw in your life? Mm-hmm. I think that the first uh, porn film, you know, the, the first film that probably that, that
1: depicts some sexual activities and nudity was some kind of an erotic film from Germany and, you know, one of those channels or TV channels that that, mm-hmm. that have. This
0: like Softcore. I think
1: that so Yeah, yeah, like a soft core, typical softcore video, but uh, then I remember that my uncle had a collection of porn videos. And uh, and uh, I tried, you know, I, I think I sent Antelly once, you know, I was he had a big collection of VHS cassettes, you know, at that time, <laughs> there was no DVDs and things like that. So I remember as a little kid, it was kind of like, oh, you know, kind of got me, made me interested in this, and, and, and I tried to explore that. And then, of course, the time of the internet, when, you know, when we were growing up, I, I I watched it. So I think the first ever porn video that I watched, I believe I was about 13 years old, 12, 13, something about that time, I think. I'm not exactly too sure, but that that had to happen, you know, probably about time. Yeah. About time. Okay. And it's so funny, you know. If I can add something. Uh, there was uh, the, this this movie was uh, with a uh, very young Tom Byron, and I remembered him as a young guy depicted mm-hmm. on this movie. And then I had a chance to meet him on set, and it was a, such an incredible feeling for me. And I was uh, sharing it with some people too. Like, all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, how life can turn out to be. Like, you know, I remember him as one of the first characters that I I remember from a porn movie. had a stage name and and he was, you know, acting in that movie. And then I had a chance to meet him in person, for example, after so many years uh, later. So, yeah, it was like a very, very
0: interesting feeling for me. Yeah, it's a small world after all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Overall, throughout your experiences in the industry, thus far, what has been one of the funniest things that has ever happened to you on set?
1: (laughs) Yeah, there is actually something that very recently happened, I believe a couple days ago, and uh, we had a scene and uh, we were like passionately having sex in the doggy position and the very moment when I wanted to uh, lower my head and, and kiss the girl into his neck, she raised rapidly her head to kind of meet me there. And what happened was, during this whole sexual act, we hit each other's head. So she hit the back of her head into my forehead very strongly, and it oh, no. was a really, really strong hit. So if it happened to my nose, it probably broke my nose. So. But we kept going. We just kind of interacted with each other. It was okay, blah blah blah. It was funny because all the people on, the, on set they couldn't believe that we kept going. And then probably after a minute or so, we just stopped for a little bit just to assess whether nothing happened. But I think it looked scary from the director's standpoint, everybody, because they were like, "Is everybody okay?" But probably it looked really funny. Also, if you, if you saw that piece of 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 um, you know of the video, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the very very funny you know situations and. Yeah, there are funny situations on set, absolutely. And this is this is the one that I that happened very, very recently to me.
0: Okay. So from the funny to the embarrassing, has anything embarrassing ever happened to you on set?
1: Oh absolutely, absolutely. As a male performer obviously the
0: biggest problem in
1: embarrassment is when um the tool that we are using for, for having sex is not really working the way we want it to work. Sometimes it's not working at all. And, uh, and then it happened to me and especially at the, the the beginning of my, of my journey where, where, you know, stress factor, a lot of different things kind of come into my head and, uh, and the pressure and, and, and it, it didn't work. So, so that's, kind of a really embarrassing moment when, you know, when you show up to do a good job and you just kind of do it the right way. And and it happens to everybody, regardless of their experience or their um, status in this industry. Although the, be- the better performance, you know, those bad those, days happens uh, way f- there are fewer times that it versus versus the new ones or those ones are not that reliable. So definitely that was something that uh, that, that everybody in this industry knows what the feeling is about. And, you know, every man probably knows because you're all the same uh, sex, so we, we know what kind of issues we can have.
0: Absolutely. So, we've talked about the funniest, we've talked about the embarrassing. Now, I'm curious to ask, what has been, in your opinion, one of the craziest things that you've ever had to do in a scene? I know that you mentioned that uh, this was sort of your chance to live out some of your fantasies and whatnot mm-hmm. and experience So, what has been, like, maybe the most crazy thing that you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that.
1: Oh yeah, that's definitely something that I did in a very, very uh, beginning of that journey. Um, my agency at the time told me that I have a blowjob scene and I show up on set and said, and that was a, a public disgrace scene for, uh, for a king. Uh, a genre that is completely different than, 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 than what I'm comfortable with. And I had no idea about this and uh, for those of you that are listening and and don't know what public disgrace was, I mean, King discontinued those things as far as I'm concerned right now. But it was pretty much a humiliation of a female by male or more males in a public environment. The girl, for example, was on the leash. In fact, with with some some cookies being kind of thrown around and kind of you know uh, this kind of atmosphere. So for me, it was it took me at least 15 minutes being on. The on, on the scene, I wasn't the male lead of that scene Thank for that for that moment, because I wasn't ready for this, but it took me at least 15 minutes to kind of adjust to, to the situation. Of course, this company is very respectful, people were very respectful and said everything was was okay. It's not like I felt personally abused or anything like that. It's just the whole genre of, of the thing was not that stimulating to me and, and it was not that comfortable for me to adjust to it right away. And, you know, you have to just approach certain things the right way. But that was a, that was a very, very, uh, a, you know, a shocking experience to me. And um, I've, I've, I've been in the gangbang scene, and also this is something that I don't do usually, but, you know, I can do it. It's not, it's, it's, it's not like I can't do it. It's just there are certain things that I really enjoy and certain things that I enjoy less.
0: Okay, interesting. You have done, as you mentioned, you've done a couple of scenes for Kink. So how... Mm-hmm. I guess maybe you sort of answered this, but, uh, but if you feel that like you haven't, then, then this is your shot. So my question for you is, is, how difficult is it because your style of uh of uh, fucking is even though it is mm-hmm. intense as you mentioned it is certainly more in the glam porn style so how difficult is it you know going from glam porn to doing something that's certainly more on the fetish the BDSM mm-hmm. the uh the kinkier side of fucking
1: and this is this is like a,
0: a great opportunity for me to tell you something about the fact that I
1: have this very dirty side inside of me as well. Although I like to be depicted and I like those beautiful genres, it doesn't mean that I don't have the dirty side. And I discovered even more and more and explored even more on sets where I could actually be a very dominant um, um, uh, male and, and and interact with with very submissive females and. And there are a lot of things that are probably, you know, a lot of the, our minds are there that we would like to explore. And, and there is a big portion of that in me as well, which I always try to find something that stimulates me. And, and uh, believe me or not, but I discovered that in certain scenes with that genre, there's also a portion that I can I can really enjoy. So, um, even though it's not my thing, if you ask me what kind of scenes would you like to shoot, let's say, tomorrow after tomorrow, I would tell you certain things. Probably this gangbang wouldn't be there in the, the top of my list, but, you know, I also find it uh, as a chance to explore certain uh, other uh, you know um, fetishes or interests, sexual interests that I have.
0: Okay. Sounds good. So here's the question that I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans are curious to know. It's the big question of the interview. How much is J Smooth packing? Packing? Mm-hmm. How big are you below the waist?
1: The, the, okay. I mean,
0: in a, you know, I'm a, I'm a
1: typical grower. So, uh, uh you know, in a full erect, in my opinion, is pretty much around eight inches. That's pretty much seven. Yeah. Almost eight inches. I'm not the the thickest guy obviously so uh, sometimes it, it feels like my dick is smaller than, than a lot of different performers just because of the of the thickness but it, it it's, it's pretty long and you know I'm definitely not the the uh, the best and down nail performer but you know for for those things uh, that I was performing it was perfectly fine as long as it's working I'm happy with it.
0: It gets the job done. That's all that matters.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: Sounds good. Now, something that I think is very evident in your scenes, in particular for those that that have been watching your scenes and have been following your career, is you typically deliver an impressive pop, so a pop shot. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is, do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent load in the scenes? Mm-hmm. Like, are, do you, are you someone that watches your diet? Are you someone that makes sure you abstain from doing anything for a couple of days beforehand? Or, you know, is there anything that you do in particular just to make sure that the pop is good?
1: Um, I think that the, the, the secret to this, in my case, is uh, that I uh, believe that what we eat is who we are. So dieting is the, the key, maintaining a healthy lifestyle as much as possible, um, I stay away from drinking alcohol pretty much very, very rarely I do that. Um, I, don't, I don't do drugs. I like to, you know, I was a former professional athlete, so I keep fit. I love to do the sports. I love to feel good. I, I love night sleep, so I don't really party too much. I prefer to go to sleep earlier, get my, my sleep, feel good the next day. And, and I think all those factors combined together and the diet and and, and, and this lifestyle just helps. With that, but also I think what I what I what I've learned through sort uh, of interviews and and research, I think there are certain people that just have those qualities that they can come in, uh, in large quantities versus the others. And um, the same thing happens with me, for example, that I can all I always can come on demand, so I never have anybody to wait for me to come or just get to that point, which is also a problem for a lot of different males, I know, so, you know, we all differ, we all have to embrace what the nature gave us and and, and be grateful for that.
0: Good stuff, man. Another great answer. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. So right now I kind of want to switch up the tone a little bit in the interview and talk about some of the more serious issues about the adult industry. And uh, my Mm -hmm. first question for you is about family. Does your family know about your career in the business? And if so, how do they feel about it?
1: Uh, Yes, my family knows about that. And uh, unfortunately, this uh, a topic that we do not discuss any further anymore because uh, our mindsets are not meeting there mm-hmm. and uh, for the sake of our relationship and and, and you know and, and as an only child especially because I don't have any siblings, uh, we just pretty much skip that part, uh, we don't talk about it. I do my work. we don't talk about this. It's something that are, they are not ready to discuss further. Unfortunately, okay. maybe one day it will be ready. I'll try to approach them a few times about this, and you know as many families and as many adult performers, they come with the same uh uh, questions at the very beginning uh, all the parents are, are concerned because the stereotype of porn is so negative that uh, everybody is probably, you're involved in drugs, probably you don't know what you're doing, probably you have a, a, a issues, no, no, there's a lot of people who are doing it very consciously, they are very intelligent in this industry, they are people that can speak up their minds and not everybody is trash, not everybody is completely um, uh, out of control. So I just wanted to to, to make that statement right away. But unfortunately, my family is not really ready for uh, a further conversation about this. But they know.
0: Okay. A lot of casual porn watchers may see all the all of the condomless sex and not realize that the industry is heavily tested. Regardless of mm-hmm. the amount and the consistency of the testing in the business, do you ever feel worried mm-hmm. about catching a STI or worse on set?
1: Mm-hmm. I think all of us are in the same boat and we, we, we have to trust each other, but of course there is there is a risk factor involved, like any other job, you know, so if you're a race car driver, you are getting paid for the risk that you might, you know, get killed or injure yourself. As a professional, athlete, the same thing. Name uh, it, it be, you know, there's so many different professions. In this profession, there is a risk that all of us can get from time to time some some sort of a disease, although um, it you know and I don't I don't really know anybody uh, and mean, you know, that happened to, to me you know and said that somebody transmitted something very serious to, to each other you know that happened outside of our uh, sets, you know and and, and and it's easier to work with people that you know and you know them personally because you, you can trust them better than uh, versus people that are very new to industry I tend to work with a lot of new girls well for certain companies. And this is always a little concern because I have no idea about what they do outside of the industry, what their plans are. When the people are already committed to this industry, they are taking care of themselves, they know that this is their name, their brand, and their health is paramount. It's easier. And then, of course, the more trust it is, the better the scene looks because, you know, there's nothing worse than being concerned about things that you shouldn't be concerned while
0: working in this industry. Absolutely. It's time for the great condom debate. The issue of condoms, <laughs> you know, it's it's been all over, not just the the adult industry press, but the mainstream entertainment mm-hmm. press as well. What's your opinion on whether condoms should or should not be used in adult productions?
1: I personally think that performers should have a choice whether they are feeling comfortable of performing with or without I'm. Don't like to use condoms instead. I think that uh, for me personally, it's actually um, losing the sensitivity. it's It's not something that I would prefer to do. Of course, in casual life, if I have sex with casual people, I would never uh, do it without any protection, because first of all, this is a first rule that you, you know you protect yourself. Second of all, I'm uh, aware and I'm respectful towards my uh, peers in the industry because we have to all watch what we do outside of it, it's, as I said before. But I think that we should have a choice and nobody, and especially in any organization, should mand- mandate that to the industry, especially the organizations that have no idea how this industry uh, look like. And giving the ballots to people, the civilians, how we call everybody that is outside of the industry, to decide that, it's pretty much not the right thing to do because those people have no knowledge about you know this industry. They're, they are living in the midst. You know, I would encourage a lot of performance, and I'm always doing that myself to everybody that I know and, and we had a conversations about this, to try to come up to people uh, maybe with interviews like that here, this opportunity, or interviews in newspapers, in magazines, whatever that can be, to just try to bring this positive light to this industry, to, to, to the mainstream people. Because on one side of the story is that people say the porn is completely somewhere behind closed doors, it's shady and stuff like that. But on the other hand, the whole world is watching it, that we create, and the whole watching is is, is, is uh, really dependent on that content. So, you know, this is a very powerful industry at the end of the day, even if people want to deny that. And I think that... Uh, Uh, the choice should be given to performers and and the performance should decide whether or not uh, they need this extra protection. And I'm sure that the vast majority of us in this industry that we know each other and we know what we're doing will uh, will not require to wear extra protection with the system that we're going through and testing and everything that we're taking care of ourselves.
0: I like that answer. I also think
1: that um, as a little addition to that, what I just said, I also think that there is a lot of um, misunderstandings about what's happening in the porn industry because there's some, uh, there are some, some performers or crossovers who actually work in a, 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 a gay industry and going to the straight industry where the regulations are a little different, and that also causes a certain uh, concern. So. Uh, uh, you know, some organizations try to use a lot of those arguments uh, against the, the industry that I'm in right now. Uh, and I know that, that those arguments are there. And, uh, and, and I think that informing people about this industry, it's, it's, it's like with every single debate. The more you know, the more you realize that certain things are
0: completely different than, than your imagination was before. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Next question is is kind of uh, related to all of this. Of mm-hmm. course, I, I mean everyone in the industry it still is talking about Measure B, which is also known as the County of Los Angeles Safer Sex in the Adult Industry the, in the Adult Film Industry mm-hmm. Act, and you know that's been in effect for. A year and a half, two years now. It's it's been in effect for for some time. Mm -hmm. There have been some studios that have been slowly moving to Las Vegas to film content because of this, as well as talent management firms that are moving. My question for you, since you've been in the industry pretty much since this whole thing started yeah. about two years ago, what's your opinion mm-hmm. on what's been going on in the industry since the passage of Measure B? And, and there was that whole Assembly Bill 1576 that uh, yeah. sort of, you know, didn't end up necessarily being mm-hmm. anything. So what's just your general opinion as a performer with all of this going on in the forefront of the industry?
1: It's a very, it definitely, all those uh, measures and all the ballots and, and, and uh, all the legislation is very negatively impacting the adult industry. It creates a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uh, worries among the industry. It cuts the, the film permits by a lot of companies because, you know, it's, it's not only happening in... An irony here is that um, I don't know that the, the Southern California is such a beautiful place, and um, and uh, even the film mainstream film industry is getting a, a lot of problems these days. And other states are trying to compete, like Atlanta, where a lot of production are moving because it's cheaper. Because. Uh, because they're lower cost and, and also a very good place to shoot a lot of content. The same thing happens here with the adult industry, you know? Nevada became a, a place where some companies moved and found it uh, a, a better place to shoot just because of this uncertainty that happens in, in Southern California, the pyramids and all those issues. Because this law is so vague, and it's not really directed to the problem. It creates a lot of ambiguity and 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 and, uh, and worries the industry because nobody really knows, you know, what's going to happen. It's so it, it's so uh, not precisely uh, tailored. It's uh, oh it's vague. It's it's over It's it's not really regulating those measures that it should. And and I think that's the biggest problem with understanding this industry. That there has to be bunch of experts, people that are really know what they're trying to regulate here, and it's pretty much throwing some some names and some issues and some facts out there to the public and trying to create this whole drama uh, that you know that we are at risk, that we're in danger. I mean, there's a lot of uh, professions that are in danger, there's a lot of people that are in danger, uh, whatever work they do, and and they assume the risk, and and we all know it's, it's just. The industry should be kept um, respected and, and, and the self-regulation should be happening there. My my personal point would be that if we would be able to create a union as in the mainstream, that will help a lot to unify the goals and ideas about how this industry should look like. But I'm probably uh, not long enough to understand every aspect of it. I'm trying to learn it on a daily basis every every time. So. Probably a lot of people who are way deeper in this industry have broader knowledge about how it works. Would answer it better than me at this point.
0: I think you'd answer you answered it quite well, uh, Mr. Smooth. Uh,
1: to my best, to my best ability.
0: Yes. Is there a misconception or myth about adult performers that you would like to dispel?
1: I believe I already touched that,
0: that topic a little bit earlier that uh, not all of us
1: are people addicted to drugs, No, not all of us are people out of control or people that are, uh, you know, treated as, as as negative aspects of society. There are a lot of people that are intelligent, educated, that are uh, uh, consciously and knowingly doing what they're doing because they love what they do, they want to create art. I think sex can be art uh, and, and, and like any other... Uh, art, like music, like painting, you know, photography, erotic photography. There is such a very thin line between mainstream erotica and porn these days. The nudity and, and those aspects, you know, we are born as naked people. Uh, and we shouldn't be ashamed of our bodies. We shouldn't be ashamed of something that is very natural to human to human beings as a procreation or sexual acts. We have pleasure from having sex. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know. I'm sorry if somebody is very knowledgeable here. I've heard that dolphins have also pleasure from having sex from all the mammals. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, I'm not an expert in the field, but... Which means that we should embrace that. And it shouldn't be something that but put, it makes us feel shame, because all of us are sexual creatures why there is a, such a stigma to this industry and to people working in this industry. Maybe because of a lot of different issues in the past, maybe because of a lot of gonzo, very hardcore porn that doesn't really show the beauty of having sex. Maybe for this reason. But I can assure all of you that I, I have met a lot of people that are uh, really, really interesting individuals in this industry that I would never thought, uh, that I could meet if I was uh, basing my knowledge only from the gossip and the, and the stereotypes about this industry.
0: I like that. And to sort of wrap up this serious set of questions, is there an aspect mm-hmm. of the adult industry that you do not enjoy?
1: Um. I think that the, if I if I was supposed to say something negative about that, I would say that sometimes certain people that I uh, that are working in this industry, on the production side, and direction side, and then performers, they bring a lot of negative attitude sometimes. I don't know if that's because they are miserable, or it's because something goes wrong, but. The pressure, the miserable, the jealousy aspect of certain things, like in normal personal relationships. If it's an office job, there there has to be the same issues, you know, it, it's not very special to the other industry, but that also creates a negative vibe between people. And, and there are also kind of groups of people that, let's say, those people are hanging out together because they've been in the business forever forever, and they don't want to open up for different ones. You know, me as a person that is very new to this industry, it's still a challenge to get to introduce myself to um, more directors, to people that, uh, you know, to open more uh, avenues. And, you know, you constantly have to prove myself that I am capable of doing this job because, you know, there is a lot of pressure, especially for a young performers, new performers, that uh, want to break in further and further. So, yes, definitely that's challenging, but sometimes... Uh, people are very reserved and 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 they don't want to really uh, bring new people on their set there are certain companies that they they are very reluctant of hiring me and I don't know why this is happening you know everybody has their preferences everybody has their um, you know favorite performance I understand but I would appreciate it they give me a shot
0: I like that, and I agree. I mean, in my opinion, you've proved yourself to be a fantastic performer, especially for a newbie. So, uh, yeah, certainly give Jay smooth a shot, damn it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's always nice to hear that. Thank you, Bobby. You're welcome. Okay, so moving away from the serious stuff, so let's shake off all the seriousness, Mm -hmm. let's let's get back to focusing on you. Although maybe this might be somewhat of a serious question, but it's certainly not in the same vein as the other ones. Do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the adult industry?
1: Yes, it is a very challenging it's absolutely very challenging and probably this is not a new uh, thing for anybody because a lot of people from outside of the industry that we call civilians, as I mentioned before, they will never understand uh, or they have a very big problem with understanding that this is work. And uh, and if even if somebody understands that this is work, uh, there are normal human behaviors like jealousy, like like insecurity, like things like that that happen, and this is completely normal. That's really very very challenging for anybody to maintain a, a good relationship uh, with somebody from outside of the industry. If somebody knows the inside of the industry, it's easier. That's why a lot of performers are dating each other because they they are in the same boat and they understand it. And uh, and but it's possible. It is possible. And uh, and I. I it's challenging but it's possible it's, it's it's really a good it has to be a good combination between two people that will understand each other and and will accept certain things we'll have to set our mindsets and yes but it's, it's very challenging absolutely
0: okay so throughout the two years that you've been in the industry in your opinion I don't know if you've dated have you been dating just out of curiosity you don't need to tell me who
1: No, no, yeah, yeah, of course, Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely, I tried to, yeah, uh, I was dating, and yeah, and um, yeah, and as as I said, this is like my personal experience, too, it's challenging, but it's
0: possible. (laughs) Okay, so my question for you is, which is easier, to date someone that's also in the industry or someone who isn't involved?
1: Well, yeah, definitely. As, uh, as I answered before, uh, uh, it's easier to date somebody in the industry because somebody in the industry would understand me way better than somebody from outside of the industry. Um, he, the person that inside of the industry understands how this industry works, understands what is it, uh, uh, how the relationship with people look like, what is the work relationship, how the work looks like. That it's not really, you know, uh, as many people think it is, and um, and uh, a lot of people are very professional in this industry do not involve emotions in uh, in their work. They involve a lot of physicality, sexuality, but emotions and 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 those feelings are very attached to to a lot of human beings. I give you an example from my perspective whenever I Whenever I was working on set and coming back home to, to, to my girlfriend, you know, it actually was even more turned on to have sex with her versus somebody, people, some, many people will say, oh, you probably don't want to have sex anymore because you're working in the adult industry, which is completely untrue. Because, you know, the set work is set work, but then real sex is real sex, and it will never be the same.
0: Sounds good. How often do you work out, and do, do you at all have to consistently watch what you eat? In particular, when you know that you have a shoot coming up.
1: Um, I used to work out a little more before when I had a little more time. These days, I've been I've been very busy recently, so I kind of. Uh, slow down working out, but then I have to watch what I eat even more. But I, this is this, this comes to me naturally in terms of the food. I I tend to be very aware of what I eat and, and I, I like dieting and I like really you know preparing a certain uh, menu of things that I eat and, and I try to keep that this way. Um, I would say that I work out twice or three times a week. Uh, and these workouts are not very intense. Sometimes they are, but... If I have a shoot, for example, the next day, i never worked out very hard a day before. I try to, you know, tend to be relaxed and get the energy going. And then I, you know, use that energy on set mostly and try to to get a good performance. So, I, I, of course, I look at my schedule, see when is a good time to do a stronger workout, when is a good time that I have to really relax more, trying to be aware of that.
0: I try to listen to my body. Okay. Sounds good. To shave or not to shave? That is the question. Yes, I'm talking about down there and also mm-hmm. in general, manscaping. Right. Well, as my stage name suggests, <laughs> I prefer it to be smooth. <laughs> and no kidding. Uh, I,
1: <laughs> I used to shave my body. I, I'm not touching my legs in terms of my hair. My legs is fine, but in terms of the groin area, I used to shave, then I used to trim, now it's a combination of both. I would say that I trim more often than I shave over there, but I tend to shave, like let's say my chest hair or my underarm, uh, the armpits, yeah. So yeah, to me, uh, the less hair the better.
0: Okay. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest, and why?
1: In my opinion. I think that uh, my uh, smile, my face can be sexy. the 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 gaze that I can give, the look. I think that I have uh, uh, muscular legs, which is not that often happens to a lot of males. Because you know, throughout my career as a soccer player, and also I think my family genes. Uh, that part of my body, like my butt and my and my thighs and uh, legs, are muscular, bigger which tends to be, uh, a, a, a lot of uh, people gave me compliments for that, and I think that's sexy part of, of my body. Generally, the proportionality of my body. I'm a tall, kind of a swimmer type, um, a lean person. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to really say that, you know. I, I will leave it to people, whatever they fans or whatever people think what is the sexiest part of my body. But, yeah, in my opinion, those are those.
0: Okay, so the flip side of this, maybe you might like answering this one. What part of your body do you like the least?
1: Um. Well, I'm generally happy with my body. You know, it's like uh, really very critical, but wouldn't change too many things. You know, um, maybe my nose which is really long and sometimes it's just covering too much. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to come up with something, let's say the nose, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. And on the complete flip side of this, uh, in your opinion, what part of the female body is the sexiest and why?
1: Um, I
0: think that
1: I, I, I definitely pay attention to the face a lot. Face is something that I notice right away and it's very strong. Then I move Surprisingly, two feet. This is my second big fetish. is is definitely foot fetish. I, I whatever I see a pretty woman, I always like look at her feet. Even if the woman is not that pretty, but the feet is always there. I if it's, I have to look at them. Uh, these are the first parts that come to my mind. And uh, general proportionality. I became uh, as I as as I'm getting older, I became a fan of 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 of, of butts. So I just like the ass. I like the shape of it. it you know the. It, it can be a very, very, very sexy part of a female's body. and, um, and of course boobs, you know uh, I don't like I don't really crave huge humongous boobs, especially you know if they're fake. I like proportionality. If, if, if the girl is petite, I like when she has everything but you know proportional. If the girl is bigger, then proportionally you know it looks cool and it's bigger.
0: so it's like it, its own proportion. How and when did you lose your virginity? Um, I was at the
1: house party. And, uh, and a friend, other friend, I got introduced to her and she kind of took control of, of me. And I was so excited. I didn't know what I was thinking. I was excited. It was my first time. She kind of took control, took me to another room. And that's how it happened. It wasn't the the best uh, sexual experience but the excitement of it and the whole thing that it was just the first time that happened was stayed with me stayed with me until now i remember that very well
0: <laughs> okay do you get into any kinds of fetishes and this is in your personal life
1: uh, as I said, I have a huge food fetish. So uh, you know, uh, this is this is something that I I just I just love feet. I love to worship feet, to lick it, to kiss it, to to just stare at them. And um, uh, I like to talk dirty. I mean, if it's a fetish, you know. I sometimes like I like to talk dirty. I like to 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 have this dominant personality, a little choking, maybe a little bit dirty talk, a little bit kind of hair pulling. That side of me is there, which is like uh, something that is not a vanilla type of uh, sexual activity. That is something depicted in my scenes. Um, I'm not really into bondage too much, or 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 any uh, BDSM stuff uh, as fetishes, you know. But I'm always open for experimentation. So you know, there is there is always a room for something that I've never tried and I would like to see or try. You know, I, I kind of ease myself that that um openness to, to to try
0: things okay what are some of the sexual fantasies that you've had the chance to live out in the two years that you've been in the industry and definitely
1: group sex definitely a three threesomes
0: so I had a foursome a
1: threesomes with two girls you know it's always like I remember I was like wanted to do that, I did it in my private life before I got into porn, but you know, in porn it was like, you know, all those fantasies that can come true because it's like, if it, it, people are so open, people are so, you know, on the same page, so you you just don't have to really, you know, ask somebody to do certain things, people are just doing it because they are there and, and, and they enjoy it. It's, I was a part of uh, a big part of uh, you know of, of that kind of uh, experiences that I wanted to experience. threesome, multiple partners, this kind of like uh, combinations and 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 yeah and and maybe a orgy, yeah, something like that. That, that you know it doesn't happen that often <laughs> in real life, but um, yeah, these were those things that, that really turned me on, uh, and and I kind of fulfilled them through through this industry.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Certainly, uh, probably some things that are on the minds of uh, our listeners that they haven't had the chance to do, possibly.
1: Probably, yes. Absolutely, you know. And uh, I want to just tell everybody that there is nothing wrong whatever you think about it, because, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed of all the fantasies. I'm a very open person. You can share them with me and I will never judge you or anything. Like that. As, as an adult performer, how can I be even judgmental towards anybody else? You know? People usually judge me for what I do.
0: So how could I be judgmental to anybody else? Exactly. And just for your mind. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique. <sighs> something unique enough Positive way, something unique in a funny way, or, or, or what, what what should that be? I mean, You can give me one of each if you want.
1: Um, oh, I tend to, um, I don't know, um, I'm, for example, addicted to playing uh, Xbox game, uh, FIFA, the soccer game, and sometimes I just have to really... Uh, Force myself not to do that because it's a time-consuming thing that I shouldn't do too much. And uh, and uh, I grew up as a as a kid. I was addicted to computer games. I I could spend hundreds of hours in uh, next to the computer. My mom had to kick me out of uh, of my room when I was a kid and tell me go outside. And I fortunately started playing soccer and doing some sports So that kept me away from from the computer. But this part is still there in me. i very geek side, the nerdish side, you know, I used to be crazy about chemistry, I wanted to be a chemist, wanted to be a scientist, and, you know, I had my own lab when I was younger, so I had a lot of very different, um, um, you know, uh, ideas and and, and, and and passions, so it's completely something that, I would ne- by looking at me, you would never think that I would have. So, for example, I'm a huge fan of even Hawking and uh, astrophysics, and I love astronomy and astrophysics and everything that comes with the universe and all the theories and physics, so it's kind of something that, that I like to uh, deepen my horizons and kind of read about this and, and get more knowledge about those things. Also, probably something that nobody would never thought that I could
0: think of. Okay. Sounds cool. Uh, Jay Smooth is a well-rounded individual.
1: It's not only the, 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 the person that you see depicted on the scenes or pictures in the adult industry. And I think that this is the whole point you know, of all of us to understand that we, are, we shouldn't be labeled as human beings. Whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a, a race car driver, an adult star, you can have a lot of different passions and different, uh, different personality outside of your professional work. Do not put everybody in the same basket. Because it's, it's detrimental to us as human beings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Describe yourself in 10 words or less.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm a very spontaneous, honest, and uh, and open person. I think that um, I always assume that everybody's great unless they prove me otherwise.
0: Okay. So that was probably more than 10, 10 years. <laughs> It was, but I accepted. Maybe maybe it was 10, 10 Polish words. So as we start wrapping things up, I have this list of five questions that are sort of pop culture oriented that are designed mm-hmm. to allow the listeners to get to know some of your favorites. So the first sure. question is... What are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of five of your current favorites, or this could be a list of Mm -hmm. five of your all-time favorites. It's up to you, but I just need five of your favorite TV shows.
1: Honestly, I don't watch too many TV shows, but definitely the first and and absolute favorite TV show ever in my life is Breaking Bad. I became very addicted to that show, although I remember when this show started, I watched the whole marathon, probably a Year plus ago and got to the very final episodes when they were actually airing on TV. Absolutely love that show. Love the actors. Love the acting. Love the 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 the, uh, the script of it. The writing, the drama, the the relationships. Brilliant show. Uh, something that I just look. I'm looking forward to to seeing that uh, Better Call Soul I think the, the the one that is going to be Correct. aired in February, which is kind of a, you know the same kind of crew and, and, and writers and, and producers of that show. So I'm looking forward to, to see that as well. This one is com- my complete favorite. I uh, have to be honest with you that I... Uh, oh, the second one would be Family Guy. This is one of those shows that I... Whenever I when, when I came to America for the first time, this is the show that I got introduced to and I absolutely loved it. I absolutely love the talent of Seth MacFarlane, his voice work, the, um, the, the theme of the show. The sense of humor, uh, something that I absolutely loved and 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 adore absolutely from the very beginning. So these two top shows that I really kind of watched, you know, uh, uh, episode by episode. Um, let me think if there is anything else that um, that, that really inspired me recently. Uh, I I would like to go to to certain to to watch certain shows, but I really like lack of time, and I dedicate the time for for other activities and different things that I have to do. So I, you know, when you start watching a TV show, you want to be on top of things, and sometimes the seasons are long, so then you have to dedicate a lot of time to start from the beginning and and continue. And I uh, didn't have time for that. I, I didn't use time for that. But I would say those two TV shows are definitely my favorite ones.
0: Okay, good choices. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists?
1: Oh, that's an easier question for me because I absolutely love music. You could take everything from my life, maybe except sex, and I wouldn't be able to live, to, to live without music. Music is, is my life as well. So... Here, here we go. The, the first top band of my of my life is Duran Duran. I love this band. I go to concerts. I uh, I even travel to different places to watch them. Even though they started before I even was born, uh, I kept collecting their, their albums and, and I just like the style of music. I love the voice of Simon Lebon. To me, this is my favorite band.
0: Mm-hmm. The Do you have a, a ever- hunger like The Wolf?
1: Uh, do I myself? Yes, a lot of times. Okay, like that's good times. to know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, second band probably the detached mode, still active band, also from the, from the early eighties, uh, started uh, very inf- uh, big influence on me. I generally love the eighties as a, as, a, as a style of music and a new romantic style that, that um, um, started at that time. I'm very grateful that these days we have a lot of influences from, from electronic music. I grew up kind of in electronic music influence, maybe because I'm European. I don't know. It's just that kind of evolved in me, evolved in me. Uh, but I do like uh, classic rock bands and uh, and experimental rock bands like Pink Floyd, who started like a long time ago. And I uh, absolutely love the uh, David Gilmour, the guitarist of the band, and his voice and and and. So many songs that I really, really love about Pink Floyd, which is completely different genre. And then we can skip to uh, I don't know the Clash, which is like a punk rock band that I enjoyed also. So uh, as you see, there are completely different uh, different genres combined together here. And but the the, the there is something in common. I think most of the bands are in the 80s. From the nowadays, my favorite band is Foster the People actually watched their concert, I think, two months ago. And uh, uh, to me, that band just uses so many different things, different genres combined together, and, and I really like their music.
0: Okay, cool. Next question. What are three of your most favorite films?
1: Um... I like comedies, so I think that Caddyshack, the classic comedy, uh, uh, it's just it stayed with me since I since I remember it. Uh, I liked uh, uh, Jack Nicholson's uh, one, so very the Cuckoo's Nest, which is an old movie already, but yeah, uh, definitely liked it. Um, recently, I watched a couple of I. I absolutely love The Wolf of Wall Street, the movie that is pretty contemporary comparing to the two other ones. And I think it's a great movie to watch. I okay. was a theory of everything with yeah, I mean, yeah, I love movies as well. So,
0: what are two foods you can't live without?
1: Mm, two foods that I can't live without.
0: Um, definitely salads.
1: I love greens. I love spinach, kale. I love things that people, vast majority of people, don't like. Probably. I so. love
0: spinach and I love kale.
1: So. Oh. I love to hear that because a lot of people are like. How can you eat this? Like, yeah, I love it. It's you know? good. <laughs> yeah, so definitely salads. Whatever I'm gonna put kale, spinach into it. I'm gonna put beans. I'm gonna put beets. You know, the more good so the more vegetables, the better. Yeah, Swiss chard. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind Swiss chard. Absolutely. And uh, the other, uh, I would say, I love fish. I love cod. You know, that's something that I really, really like. To to make myself even bake cod with, with spinach, with broccoli. Yeah, uh, cod yeah, is good. Is my, salmon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, salmon as well. But cod is my favorite fish. Maybe sea bass, cod, yeah. Salmon
0: would be like the second, third. Okay. Place. And uh, the final question of this set, what is one of your guilty pleasures?
1: One of my guilty pleasures. I don't like sweets like many people probably, so I'm not addicted to chocolate and sweets. But let me think what it is. I think that might be hmm. cheesecake. Yes, that's the, the the cake that I absolutely adore, and I know that it's not good for me, and uh, I prefer to stay away from it and and oh and white chocolate macadamia cookies this is something that can just i i i absolutely love them so <laughs> i just have to be uh careful with uh, with eating them so
0: my mm-hmm. right. Okay. As we start wrapping things up, I want to know, and, and I would like for you to share with the listeners, what's next for Jay Smooth? What uh, should the listeners be expecting from you uh, in the coming weeks, in the coming months? Uh-huh. Are there any websites that they should be particularly keeping an eye on or production companies that you've been working with a lot?
1: Yes. The, so first of all, we are about a, a couple of days before uh, the ADNs. Uh, where I'm actually received a nomination for the me- best male newcomer. Which Congratulations! Big surprise to me. Thank you very much, and I'm I'm, I'm very very uh, surprised positively with that nomination and to receive recognition from this organization and from, from people who are responsible for nominating others. It's definitely something that I'm that I'm very excited about, and uh, I'm excited about to to participate in the events and to meet my fans. Uh, it, Please, I will welcome any, everyone who is going to Las Vegas for the Evin uh, Expo event. I'm willing to uh, dedicate my time to, to talk to you guys, whatever, uh, you know, answer your questions, spend some time with you, maybe sign some stuff, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, happens. This is a good event for, for performers, for producers, for directors, for fans, to mingle, to have an opportunity to actually, you know, engage in certain conversations and spend some time together so i think that uh it, it, actually this interview comes in the, in the perfect time for me to talk about this and uh, there are several movies that are are supposed to be released very shortly uh soon for um i think we wicked pictures for uh for some parodies from Explain media i think um uh, scenes on 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 the various sites and twisties babes on the glamcore genres to probably keep to um Oh my god I'm sometimes even losing track of the certain things but you know things are happening things are coming up on uh, and uh, this project back in Europe that is going to be released in sex art uh, the movie and uh, and uh, some scenes also coming it's an interesting story so yeah things are coming The baby and weekends coming mm, you know I, I'm looking forward to meeting some of you guys in person in Las Vegas uh, I'll be very happy to to uh, say hello to you and shake your hand and, and have a conversation about things, answer your questions. Uh, great event to be at.
0: Fantastic. Certainly a lot of great things in the pipeline for Jay Smooth. Uh-huh. Uh, so can you fill the listeners in exactly on how they can find you on the web? How can your fans reach you? Can you hook them up with your social media?
1: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: I I, uh, I use
1: Twitter. My Twitter account is at Jay Smooth Triple so xXx uh, Also, uh, anybody who would like to uh, ask me some questions, send me some requests. Or a uh, great tool for communication is my email that is on my Twitter profile, which is j smooth triple x at yahoocom And um, uh, that's the best place to find me and and interact with me and see what, what's happening on j smooth Um Unfortunately, as in many male performers' case, uh, we are not really credited by a lot of companies. A lot of companies omit male performance. There is a scene between a male and a female, and there's only female credited. Which is sad, because a lot of uh, fans would like to know and be on top of uh, the, the our new releases and stuff. And, and I will also appreciate it if more companies will acknowledge that there are males on, on, on the set as well. And there is a service called data18.com, d-a-t-a-1818.com, which actually has a, a database of not a lot of my scenes, but not all of them, but 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 I would say a decent portion of those scenes released really, that you can actually go and see. And and they are updating this website pretty well, so I think this is a good source to actually uh, see what's 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 new in terms of my scenes or or other. Uh, videos and movies really in the girls case there are plenty of them in the guys case very limited number of those that I'm aware of so these will be the best places to find uh, information about me
0: okay sounds good and uh, of course you know I have to thank you so much Jay smooth for the interview as we come to a close Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there?
1: I I would like to uh, welcome all of you, all those that are are very new to me, that never heard about me before, and as well as those that are supporting me and and, 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 and know my my, uh, uh, work before. And I would like to uh, say thank you to all of you for your time listening to this interview, to all of you for your support. For those that are with me for a longer period of time, thank you for your comments, for your criticism, uh, for all your uh, uh, positive uh, thoughts and, 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 and support throughout the time. Because there are a lot of you that are very, very dedicated and I'm very grateful for, for everything that uh, and all your support and everything that you do. And uh, I would like to welcome my new fans. And, and, and I'm a very open-minded person. You know, I, I want to tell that, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate all my fans, regardless of their sex, education, age, uh, skin color, sexual orientation. None of this really matters. It matters who you are as people. And I, I appreciate everybody that uh, finds something really exciting, interesting in my work. And I'm. I promise that I'm gonna try do my best to deliver more and more greatest things with uh, with me um in
0: them sounds good uh, jay so i certainly once again want to thank you so much for the interview
1: thank you it's my pleasure to be here thank you Papichulo, for the opportunity to share a little bit of uh, uh, the, the, the different side of jay smooth or introduce myself to to uh, your listeners and fans and uh, it's definitely a good time.
0: Absolutely, and the door is certainly open for more interviews. So maybe sometime later on this year, we'll have you back on after you've gotten some other productions under your belt, and uh, we'll have you on, and uh, you'll chat about them.
1: Absolutely, we'll be, uh, uh, I will be very, very excited to be uh, uh, you know able to share uh, some more uh, uh, thoughts, and you know be present on your interview. Thank you very much for the opportunity.
0: You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One-on-One with Poppy Chulo every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradiocom forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives, of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppy chulo radio and like us on facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppy chulo radio with that jay smooth and i would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night good night listeners good night everybody